Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Town Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Today is May 31st, 2023. Let's go. in hot on a Wednesday. <laughs> How's everybody doing out there today? Like I said, Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. Man, last day of, of May. This year is flying by. It's crazy. All right, a couple of things. Let's get out of the way real quick. Then we're going to get into the show because i got to knock it out and quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, you're welcome. One hour later. So, um couple things guys make sure whatever podcast app you're listening to this on guys follow the show doesn't cost you anything i'm not going to patreon you or want you to go to my subscription based content my only fans page i mean unless you want that information i can give that to you cute feet pictures no um but follow the show make sure you share this with your friends your enemies your <laughs> your normie friends uh, people that are just kind of living life they really need to know what the fuck's going on. And then if you want to follow us on social media, we are at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And then on the Twitter machine, it's DTOM underscore 1775. And if you want to follow me, it's PCGC underscore 1775. And if you're not on social media, that's fine. I don't blame you. I wouldn't be if it wasn't for the show. I do have a website. It's don'ttreadonamerica.com. You can subscribe to the website. From there, you'll get naked pic. Or that's that's the OnlyFans page. Never mind. From that website, you'll <laughs> you'll get show updates, blogs that I do. Nothing major. Uh, no spamming. No junk. I'm not going to try and sell you anything. And that is free. Also, just hit subscribe from all of those 
situations, you can also send questions, concern, emails. If you have anything you want to talk about, anything you want me to talk about, um, please send it my way. And I think that's it. As you can tell, we have lost a sponsor. Christian Lawson Watches is is no more, as far as I can tell. I, I don't know if they went out of business uh, or what. Um, so you guys weren't buying watches, and they went out of business. Anyway, which is fine. I wasn't making any money from them, so it was what it was, and it is what it is. But if you own a company and you'd like to sponsor this show, I'm more than willing to take your money. So contact me at uh, DontTreadOnAmerica.com or on Facebook, Instagram at DontTreadOnAmerica and send me some money. No, I'm joking. But seriously, send me money. All right, here we go. So the show now, I did a show Sunday, which you probably listened to on Monday and Tuesday, and uh, which is fine. Um, I also said on that show Sunday I'd be back Monday with more, a continuation of sorts of that show, and I was way too busy at work on Monday and way too tired on Tuesday, so here we are on Wednesday, and that's fine because it's going to be your three, typical three days, and uh, here we go. So, on the show on uh, Sunday, we talked about stuff. It was crazy, right? No, but... I was getting into the point about um, Elon Musk, right, and the Neuralink situation, transhumanism, and all that fun stuff, right? And how does that continue into what I want to talk about today? And essentially, um, today we're going to talk about the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Now, the Fourth Industrial Revolution represents a fundamental change in the way we live, work, and relate to one another. It is a new chapter in human development enabled by extra, extraordinary technology advances commensurate with those of the first, second, and third industrial revolutions. These advances are merging the physical, digital, and biological worlds in ways that create both huge promises and or huge promise, I should say, and potential, and potential peril. The speed, breadth, and depth of this revolution is forcing us to rethink how countries develop, how organizations create value, and even what it means to be human. The fourth industrial revolution is about more than just technology-driven change. It is an opportunity to help everyone, including leaders, policymakers and people from all income groups and nations to harness coveraging technologies in order to create an inclusive human-centered future. The real opportunity is to look beyond technology and to find ways to give the greatest number of people the ability to posit positively impact their families, organizations, and communities. So, now, what does that have to do with anything about what I was talking about the other day with Elon Musk and Neuralink and transhumanism? Now, I did a show a ways back. I don't even remember when. It was at least a year ago, probably longer, and it was transhumanism. And, and I touched on these things. Now, this was well before 
I mean, I don't want to say well before Neuralink because obviously he didn't just wake up yesterday and say, oh, Neuralink. It's obviously something he's been working on. Um, but now that it failed <laughs> being passed by the FDA, but now a month after it failed, it's it's here. Um, where are we at? Right? Where does this go from here? And... Um, and that's why I think the, that's why, I, I don't want to phrase this, the fourth industrial revolution. So basically, before I get into all of that, just this little, this prelude that I read to you here. Um, so it's a new chapter, right? And human de- development enabled by extraordinary technology advances, communi- commi- uh, commensurate, with those of the first, second, and third industrial revolutions. So these advances are merging the physical, digital, and biological worlds that both create huge promise and potential peril. So that's where we're at with this Neuralink thing. So I was talking about this is going to be something that initially is going to be sold to us as a way to help disabled people you can't hear you can't see you can't walk you can't do these things especially especially people with neurological uh disabilities okay so if if you're blind or deaf or um you can't walk or whatever and a lot of that has to do with neurological situations that's how they're going to do this. So if you're paralyzed, if you're paralyzed from the waist down, okay, and essentially your brain, which is an electrical, has electrical impulses, okay? I mean, granted, we're not plugged into an outlet, not yet anyway, but it still sends electrical pulses to your body. Like I said the other day, you don't have to think to breathe to, and I told you I'm a hand talker, so like right now my hand is waving, <laughs> I don't have to think to do that. It's not like I'm sitting here saying, okay, I'm going to talk to these people and I'm going to wave my hand. It just happens, okay? You don't have to think to breathe. You don't have to think to walk. There are people that have to do that. People that are on ventilators that, you know, they can't think to, they they can't breathe on their own, right? So, that means their brain isn't sending them the impulses to breathe. You know, you've heard the the terminology brain dead, right? Oh, the, you know, so-and-so is a vegetable. They're brain dead. They can't, you know, they're living on a machine, essentially. Well, now this machine that, that you're living on in the hospital is going to be implanted in your head to have your brain work. Now, like I said, that sounds great. Like if you're... If you or someone you love falls into this category, it sounds great. If you're if you're disabled and you can't walk for whatever reason, and the doctors will can there's situations where the doctors will tell you, you know, Mrs. Johnson, you know, your husband won't be able to walk. It's a neurological situation where damage here and it caused him to be like this and such and yada yada yada. That's where this is going to come into play. So they're going to prey on the desperate. And that's how it's initially going to be sold. 
wow, look at Mr. Johnson couldn't walk because he was paralyzed for whatever reason. But now, with the Neuralink implanted in his head, he's able to walk. You know, Mr. Smith couldn't breathe on his own. He was on a ventilator because of whatever reason. But with the help of Neuralink and Elon Musk, the savior of us all, he can breathe on his own. He's alive. He's, you know, and that's great. I'm not dismissing that, but that's how it's going to be sold. It's going to be sold to us as, as a bastion of technology, the way of the future. And just think, if this, is, if this can help these people with their disabilities, what can it do for you? Right? And this isn't anything that's going to happen overnight. This just got approval to be tested on humans, to be... Uh, I don't want to say guinea pig, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, you're going to be in a uh, a test group of this situation. They're going to look for certain people that have certain characteristics that they they believe um, Neuralink will help. So that's what they're going to look for. If it's successful, this is how it will be sold. Then it'll be sold to the main public in five years from now. You'll see commercials on TV. Get your Neuralink investment. Yeah. Those pesky cell phones, you won't need them anymore. Not with the Neuralink. Those garage door openers, you won't need them anymore. You just go to your house and be like, oh, garage door open. You know. And it, I sound like I'm joking, but I'm not. <laughs> this thing is a... Runs off of Bluetooth, runs off of Wi-Fi. Why in the fuck would you not be able to control things with your brain? If you... Okay, for example... My garage door at my house, okay, I have a garage door opener, right? So when I got the garage door opener, the guy's like, oh, you know, you put this app on your phone, and you can control your garage door from the app. You know, I mean, I have an opener in my car. Well, in my wife's car, there's a garage door opener, and the Jeep, there's a garage door opener, and then my car, you know, has one of the built-in garage door opener things, right? But also... I put this app on my phone so I can get on there if I forget to close the garage door. If my wife leaves and forgets to close the garage door, which happens, <laughs> I can go on the app and not be home. I can be wherever and close the garage door. And if that technology is possible with my phone, why wouldn't it be possible with Neuralink? So I have Neuralink put in. I get the Neuralink app on. I know I'm kind of laughing when I say this, but I'm more laughing at the fact that this is probably going to happen, and this is probably how it's going to happen. And it's absurd to me. And some people are going to think this is great. This is the best thing ever. And, okay, that's fine. You go ahead and do that. <laughs> These are also the same people that thought getting five, six, seven, eight, ten shots was the best thing ever. You do you. So why wouldn't you be able to put the Neuralink app on your phone download all these things i can download my my phone book i can download my garage door opener i can download whatever and then i don't need to carry this stuff and i'm telling you right now when i tell you this and you might think i'm crazy and that's fine but mark my words on may 31st 2023 i'm telling you right now this happening it's going to happen so be ready so, with Elon Musk's Neuralink project, which is credited with kickstarting the transhumanist revolution, is the most obvious vector in behavioral engineering. 
So this is important. Just listen to the words in this story. Neuralink is officially defined as an implantable brain-machine interface for human symbiosis with artificial... I said that word good. Thanks. With artificial intelligence. And so with AI, in layman's terms, that means Globocorp will shove microchips in your brain, hook you up to a supercomputer. The Neuralink chip is the size of a large coin. It replaces a fragment of your skull and plugs directly into your neurons using tiny wires. The surgery is so complex that it has to be fully automated using advanced robots. Elon has has assured us that Neuralink will be affordable to the masses, costing a few thousand dollars at most, the same price as LASIK eye surgery. Musk claims that Neuralink technology could even be used to upload and store your memories as backup and potentially download them to your new body or robot body. So, (laughs) essentially, that means that you could live forever. Um, I I don't want to live forever. I mean, (laughs) am I... See, and, and this is where I think something like this, like I talked about, is is very scary situation and not to get into a whole bible discussion here but if you guys know the story of noah's ark okay just the the basic idea so you know we know it was noah was told to build the ark there's gonna be 40 days of rain uh you need to gather two of every animal Right now, why was that? So we were told, or you know, the basic story was that it was uh, this rain was coming, and he had to save the animals. He had to get a, a male and a female of every species to enable to keep this those species going. But the crux of the story is that in that time, man was playing with God's creations. So you've heard the story of unicorns and different mystical creatures well who's to say that unicorns didn't exist oh don you're losing your mind are you drinking whiskey no i'm drinking water right now i'll drink whiskey in a little bit what are you talking about well there's evidence to prove that in these days man was messing with gene therapy on animals trying to combine animals now could it possibly be that a unicorn was the creation of a someone taking a horse DNA and whatever, I don't know, rhino, some other <laughs> type of DNA and making this animal. Now, mind you, it probably wasn't as majestic and mystical as what we think of a unicorn looking like. It was probably something far more insidious. But, you know, you've heard stories about the, the I can't think of the name of these creatures but it was half man half goat right i mean hell take the platypus for example was like half beaver half duck right so the idea was that god instructed noah to do this because he was going to flood the earth and rid the world of those creations he only wanted his creations on the ark right 
then as the story goes essentially a rainbow when you see a rainbow in the sky a rainbow symbolizes God's promise to us that he will never do that again as long as we don't do what they did but what do you think's happening right now I mean, we could even go into Sodom and Gomorrah. That's a kind of a little bit of a different situation. So we'll, we'll focus on Noah's Ark right now. What's going on right now? Right? We are told in the Bible, if, if, if you don't believe in God in these stories, then okay, that's fine. You can't argue with the fact that what's going on with Neuralink, with the Fourth Industrial Revolution, and we're going to get into that in a second, but with the transvestites and the transgender mutations. And I'm not even talking about a guy that pretends to be a chick. And he's got, you know, he dresses up like a chick. And he, instead of Stan, he's Sally or a girl that dresses like a guy. I'm not talking about cross-dressers. I'm talking about full-fledged dude got his junk cut off, got a banana split, bought some titties. And now he's actually a chick as far as you can tell. Right or a chick that goes and takes testosterone and does all this stuff and does whatever she's got to do to become a dude, that goes against God's creation. I don't care what side of the fence you are. If you want to be gay, be gay. I don't care. When you're mutating your body, you're messing with God's creations. Period. <laughs> you don't think that's not pissing him off? Then cool. On top of that, you have this Neuralink thing. Once people to live forever you can change people you can make them <laughs> into robot bodies into whatever I, I really think we're tempting fate here now we talk about uh all these different natural disasters hurricanes earthquakes whatever uh, volcanoes tsunamis and it's pushed under the guides of what climate change oh it's global warming oh it's this oh it's that maybe Maybe it's God saying, listen, motherfuckers, you keep up with this bullshit. You keep it up. That's just my two cents on this whole transhumanism thing. But as far as storing your memories in backup, I mean, I, I just, the only way that would be beneficial, in my opinion, would, um, uh, I'm sorry, I was just reading something. <laughs> Would be if um, if you had amnesia. If you got into an accident and you had amnesia and you couldn't remember anything. Well, you could say, oh, well, we have all their memories. We can upload them. But So I can understand that, but you'd have to get to that point to be able to say, I want to go ahead and do this so I can have the, in case I get amnesia. How many people actually get that, you know? So... Um, so I'm just reading this this quote from uh, from a WEF advisor, so take that for what it's worth. Yuval Harari, history began when humans invented gods and will end when humans become gods. Humans are now hackable animals. The whole idea that humans have a soul and free will, that's over. So that's what the WEF now... Say what you want about Elon. Oh, he's great. He brought back the Twitter. He look at what he's doing with uh, with uh, SpaceX and Tesla, and he's part of the WEF. By the way, 
and the person he just hired to oversee Twitter, oh, by the way, she's from the WEF also. So don't think that this guy is doing everything for the benefit of good. He's doing it because he's told to. I'm not saying he's dumb by any stretch of imagination. He's seems to know a thing or two, right? And if you don't think he's controlled opposition, think again. This is all part of the plan. And then you have Klaus Schwab says, what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological entities. And, you know, we talk about movies and TV shows, how in your time, you know, however old you are, you think of, you see a movie, whatever the movie is, you know, oh, that'd be cool. And then five, 10, 20 years later, oh shit, I just saw that movie. Like Back to the Future, you think that'd be cool if you could do that. And we're not there yet, but believe you me, they're working on it. Um, but we've seen movies that kind of involve what we're leading into. We're not there yet, but we're, we're leading into that. You know, you got like Iron Man, Selfless, um, Matrix, Transcendence. What was the one? iRobot. You know, you have different situations that kind of, well, that'd be cool, but then they kind of scare you too with AI. So over the past few years, various movies of man merging with machine, also called transhumanism, have become more mainstream and popular. Through this indoctrination, indoctrination, (laughs) the elite have been uh, subtly programming the masses to accept this idea of transhumanism to become a reality in society, which will turn, uh, which will in turn will lead people wanting to receive technological advances added to their bodies, such as microchips, so on and so forth. The main goal of this agenda is to corrupt the image of God. Okay, so if you guys recall a movie, God, forty years ago, I don't know exactly when it came out, but it was mid '80s, RoboCop, right? You remember that movie, RoboCop? Now, what was the idea behind RoboCop? The cop, um, I want to say his last name was Murphy. It's like I want to sneeze, but it's not there. (laughs) He got shot up, right? And it was a crime-ridden situation in Detroit. Um, He got shot up, almost died. They made him RoboCop, right? Similar idea. And this was a movie that's damn near 40 years old. And we're almost there. So there's different uh, magazine articles. The next frontier was microchips. Artificial intelligence can, uh, can Google solve death. The next human, talking about um, AI you know, the evolution into that, uh, 2045. And this was a time article, the year man becomes immortal, the chip merging man and machine never offline. So this, uh, Yuval Harari also says globalists have created a technological Noah's Ark transhumanism to escape mass extinction 
uh, a mass extinction event before um i'm sorry event they're unleashing so but what he so let me keep on reading this quote here humanity might divide into a majority maybe of people who suffer tremendously in my in a minority that will have the resources the wealth and the technology uh, technology to protect themselves and even flourish in some kind of technological noah's ark and that's someone that doesn't really know the story of noah's ark so he's thinking man us are going to become extinct for whatever reason and this um transhumanism is a way to be on a te technological noah's ark no the idea behind noah's ark like i just said was because we are messing with god's creation he instructed noah to build the ark to put the animals on the ark two of each species male and female to recreate and start over what you're suggesting is that we're going to be extinct if, unless we do this. I'm telling you guys, transhumanism is the antichrist path. It is the inversion of mockery of our natural spiritual abilities by trying to merge them with technology. And that leads us into the fourth industrial, the fourth industrial revolution. So... So, in Industry 4.0, also called the Fourth Industrial Revolution, is the next phase in the digitization of the manufacturing sector driven by disruptive trends including the rise of data and connectivity, analytics, human-machine interaction, and improvements in robotics. So, argumentally, reality, machine automation, and more, the 21st century Industrial Revolution is digital. Industry 4.0, the fourth industrial revolution, all refer to um, the current era of connectivity, advanced analytics, automation, and advanced manufacturing technology. That has been transforming global business for years. The wave of change in manufacturing sector began in the mid-2010s and holds significant potential for operations in the future of production. So what is the fourth industrial revolution? Steam propelled the original Industrial Revolution, electricity powered the second. Preliminary automation and machinery engineered the third. And cyber-physical systems, or intelligent computers, are shaping the fourth Industrial Revolution. Before 2014, the Google search term Industrial 4.0 was practically non-existent. But by 2019, 68% of respondents to a McKinsey Global Survey regarded Industry 4.0 as a top strategic priority. 70% of, the, of their companies were already piloting or deploying new technology. Industry 4.0 builds on the inventions of the third industrial revolution or digital revolution, which unfolded in the 50s to the early 2000s and brought us computers other kinds of electronics, the internet, and much more. Industry 4.0 brings these inventions beyond previous realm of possibility with the force, with four fun, <laughs> foundational types of disruptive technologies that can be applied all along the value chain. So the four examples are connectivity data and com com computational power cloud technology the internet blockchain sensors 
Number two is analytics and, and intelligence, advanced analytics, machine learning, and AI. Human-machine interaction, virtual reality, and augmented reality, robots and automation, autonomous guided vehicles. Advanced engineering, additive manufacturing such as 3D printing, renewable energies, and nanoparticles. So before we read on, <laughs> pretty much everything there, or not everything, but a lot of those things, Elon Musk is involved with right now. AI, autonomous vehicles, um, you got VR. You know, what was it during COVID? You had the, uh, the uh, what was it, Oculus, I think, the, the headsets. Um, so you would never have to leave your house. You can play golf. You can... You know, do this, you can do that, you can go to the metaverse, you can hang out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Matrix-like. And in the movie Matrix, they try to make it seem like this was a great idea. Remember? I wish I had taken the blue pill. Technology, however, is only half of the industry 4.0 equation. To, fr <laughs> to fry, to thrive... In the fourth industrial revolution, companies must ensure that their workers are properly equipped through upscaling and reskilling and then hire new people when necessary. Upskilling means that employees learn new skills to help them learn their current positions as well as skills they need to evolve. Reskilling is the real challenge. Workers are retrained with new skills that will enable them to fill different positions with their companies. This is increasingly vital as disrupt disruptive technologies transfer job re requirements but the online look of reskilling differs geographically in europe 94 percent of surveyed executives believe that the balance between hiring and reskilling should be equal or tipped toward reskilling compared to only 62 percent of u.s respondents the end-to-end -end skill transformation has three phases scout which analyzes the skills required to achieve the company's ambitions. Shape, identify talent, identify talent gaps that must be addressed and design the program infrastructures to address them. Shift, develop and implement content and delivery mechanisms to train workers at scale. So, a conversation with Franco Beatty, who is the head of the platform for shaping the future of advanced manufacturing and production you know words are hard see here's my problem i'm drinking water right now because it's a little too early to start drinking whiskey and you can see you can see anyway and production launched by the world economic forum in 2017 the ceos of flex proto labs and western digital offers perspectives and real world insights on building workforce capabilities and shifting mindsets for successful digital transformations in manufacturing, the benefits can go far beyond business outcomes. In the worlds of Western Digital CEO David Gokler, Gokler, Goekler, whatever. <laughs> it's not just about our company being better and us being prepared for the future. It's about all of our employees being ready for that future, keeping them at the center, having them highly engaged. All of the reskilling, getting them excited about the future, what the future holds. Here's the thing. That sounds all fine and dandy for you guys that are in your 20s and 30s, early 40s. I'm too old to be reskilled. 
okay? Hear me out. You guys need to find an age and say if these people are over 50 or 55 or whatever that number is, just push them into retirement, give them full benefits, and let them ride off into the sunset because that's all I want. <laughs> I don't need to be reskilled, relearned. I'm I'm learned in my way. You're not gonna retrain me. You're not gonna shake my mind. The WEF, in collaboration with McKinsey, launched a global lighthouse network in 2018 to identify organizations and technologies in the vanguard of the fourth industrial revolution. A lighthouse is a manufacturing site that has successfully implemented uh, 4IR, which is Industrial 4.0, at scale with a significant operational impact. Lighthouses aim to capture more than 80% of the identified value of chosen use cases, meaning that those involving the Industrial 4.0 technologies, ultimately, these sites are intended to serve as Industrial in Industry 4.0 benchmark for the transformation of other sites. This may sound similar to the concept of a digital factory because, well, it is. Digital factory serves as a uh, quote-unquote construction site for companies to implement Industry 4.0 technologies and test run new operations before applying the advance to scale. The difference is that the GLN, that's the, what is that? The GLN was the uh, Global Lighthouse Network, specifically identifies lighthouses as successful industry 4.0 trailblazers. So today, I don't want to subscribe. Today, 103 lighthouses such as Tata Steel's plant in Kalanjanagala, ah, Kala, Kalaganar, Kalaganar, India. And uh, I thought I put you on Do Not Disturb. I did. Why are you disturbing me then? Um, and uh, Hinkle Landry Home Care uh, production sites had identified around the world. Lighthouses can be built practically anywhere by small or big companies in developing or de uh, developed econ uh, economies and at greenfield or brownfield locations. Insights from lighthouses are successfully using 4IR technologies today offer something of a playbook for organizations uh, shaping the future of manufacturing. Digital transformations at scale isn't easy, but responsible producti uh, production, combining productivity, sustainability, and active work engagement is within reach. To get there, six core enablers can boost the odds of success for your company's 4IR transmission. Or transmission. Transformation, idiot. <laughs> An agile approach that incorporates quick uh, iterations, fast fails, and continuous learnings with teams transforming bundles use cases in waves to drive innovation and ongoing refinements. Agile digital studios can help people collaborate effectively, providing a designated space where team members from different functions are in proximity or co-creation. The low-T stack <laughs> uh, allows for seamless integration of infrastructure, both a legacy and new, to build stable, flexible tech backbone 
costs can be eliminated by leveraging existing systems with efficient uh, investment into new technology stack. A low-T academy uses adult learning best practices and upskill workforce offering customized learning programs based on unique individual needs. So real quick, you might work for a company right now um, that have computer-based learning, okay? And whether it's in retail, um, technology, maybe even industrial, you probably have a computer-based learning program that you probably have to complete certain programs depending on your job uh, function to help you train, to help you learn, to help you stay safe, to help you whatever. And um, whether it's something that you have to do on your own at home and, you know, you put in your time or whatever, you do it at your job, whatever the case may be. That's sort of what this is. Now, before I keep reading on here, you could let's say you work in uh, retail or you work in food, the food industry. I was given the opportunity, I don't know, about a year, maybe maybe about two years ago. It was, I think it was during the height of COVID to invest in robotic technology, not robots to rule the world but robots to cook your fast food. Um, why was I given that opportunity? Well, because I'm rich and they wanted my money. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but they wanted my money. And um, essentially what that's telling me is that McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's and whoever else serves French fries and hamburgers and those types of things quickly they're looking to replace people now if you work at one of these places or your manager or whatever just know that sooner or later your job will no longer exist they are building these robots to do your job now i'm not talking robots like uh <laughs> like uh like RoboCop or something like that. It's, it's not going to be like that. It's literally going to be robotic arms, so to speak. So, like, you see, if you ever look at, uh, like, the Ford dealer, not dealership, but, like, where they make cars, whether it's Ford, Toyota, Chevy, whoever, they have these robotic arms. There's still some people interaction, but those things are getting far and few between. A lot of the work in these... Um, situations are done by machine done by robots and it's this it's a similar technology so you have a robotic arm flipping burgers dropping fries cooking fries dumping them into the basket okay so i don't know how many people are employed in a mcdonald's i don't know that number but let's just for shits and giggles say it's 30 people you probably cut your workforce in half because you don't need people cooking now, all you need is cashiers, people working the drive-thru, right? But when will those people be replaced by kiosks? You go to McDonald's now, there's a kiosk, right? You can go to the kiosk. I mean, I want a number two and no pickles, extra mustard, you know, whatever your choice is. You go to your store, you go to your grocery stores, you go to your Walmart, you go to some of your convenience stores anymore. 
have self-checkouts. Those are essentially robots, right? They're getting you to do the work. People bitch and complain, but what are you going to do? Not shop there? You're not going to buy anything? I'll just do Amazon. What the fuck do you think happens at Amazon? Amazon's laying off people left and right because it's going automated. To the point where they're even getting drone deliveries or automated uh, food. Not, not food, but automated, depending on where you live, obviously. Um, drivers, they're going to start getting rid of that. <laughs> and then, who's to say that they don't go to autonomous drivers? I'm not saying this is going to happen tomorrow, but it's going to happen I wouldn't be surprised if before I'm dead, I don't go to McDonald's and it's all automated. As a matter of fact, I think I remember seeing a story on the news that there was, I don't recall where the location was, and I think it was either McDonald's or, or Wendy's or something like it, uh, Jack in the Box or something, and it was all automated. There was no human people working there. It was all automated. So they already have the technology they want people to invest in the technology and and i mean not for nothing but <laughs> why would you not it's obviously coming if you have the means to invest in it why wouldn't you i'm just saying well then i'm encouraging it yeah okay i get it but i'm going to die sooner or later i don't want a chip in my head i might as well have some money in my pocket you know, it is what it is. My advice to you, if you work at one of these places, is you might want to start looking for a new job and get the hell out of there. Um, I know you do what you have to do, but it's going to become a situation where your convenience stores become automated. I've seen, I've seen convenience stores where everything's behind glass. And you just, you, you, it's all automated. It's almost like you go into a convenience store and it's all um, like vending machines, essentially. That's going to happen. Because in the long run, it's cheaper to do that than have to worry about paying these people 10, 15, 20, 30 bucks an hour. Right? So as minimum wage or cost of living as these things go up these companies they don't give a shit about you or me they care about the bottom line in their pockets you're just a worker they don't care they'll replace you as quickly as they can if it puts more money in their pocket just know that so also tech ecosystems partners with vendors suppliers customers and related industries to source that uh, the latest capabilities offering access to extensive data sets and creating opportunities for innovation together. Transforming offices can form govern governance hub to provide the launch of the scale up of the White House, making progress priorities transparent, ensuring value continues and to be captured in accelerating change. Of these two, particularly important, the agile approach in the transformation office, any company can begin its 4.0 journey in a small way uh, at one site and then scale up quickly. Otherwise, it could be doomed to pilot purgatory. Companies try out or pilot 
new technologies but fail uh, fail to apply them to scale, uh, stalling the 4IR transition. As of the late 2020, about 74% of survey companies reported being in pilot purgatory. So what are the advantages of the fourth industrial revolution? This is according to this. The fourth industrial revolution could make products and service more easily accessible and transmissible for business consumers and stakeholders. All along the value chain, preliminary data indicates that successfully scaling FIR technology makes supply chains more efficient and working hours more productive, reduces factory waste, and has countless other benefits for employees, stakeholders, and consumers. That is the employees that are still employed. Implementing Industry 4.0 technology has especially advantageous amid the challenges of the pandemic. In fact, COVID-19 has accelerated the FR transition because physical distancing, shifting, blah, 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 blah. Uh, before the pandemic, top motivators for the companies to digitize varied by the industry. But in 2020, three drivers were common across the sectors. One was consumer-packed goods company in Asia built a digital twin of its supply chain to simulate different scenarios. During the pandemic, the company uses simulator to prepare for sudden shutdowns or disruptions in the supply of materials, which could also probably explain why there was a disruption in the supply chain. When one coffee machine plant in Italy transformed itself from a uncompetitive site into a manufacturing lighthouse, labor productivity rose by 33% and lead times fell by 82%. One of the surveyed companies had not begun implementing Industry 4.0 technologies. 56% felt constrained in their responses to the pandemic. So, essentially, a lot of this has to do with um, manufacturing, right? And that makes sense because most of your first, second, and third industrial revolutions had to do with manufacturing right to make it quicker make it faster more efficient but all of those still involve human interaction what's happening here with the reskilling and the retraining is to get rid of the manual labor aspect of things and make it more automated like i said if you work at amazon if you work in a fast food restaurant if you work at a convenience store or a grocery store just know that your time is limited there. I'm not saying tomorrow. And I would pray that if you're working at any of these places, it's just to get to the next level. But, I mean, realistically, I'm a real person. I understand shit happens. And you might have to work at fast food for the next 10 years. You might have to work at, you know, was uh convenience store. I get it. I mean, I'm no one it is what it is. Just know that those jobs are going to go away. These companies are going to replace you with machines. We've been told this in TV shows, cartoons, movies. And we always thought it was just TV. It was just a cartoon. Oh, it's just a movie. It's not real. Isn't it? Just know that 
it's going to get rough and we have got to be prepared i don't know if or what it's going to take for the people in this world this country to come out and say you know enough's enough I really don't know. Now, we we get told, learn to code, learn to do this, learn to do that. And you hear people say, well, you know, go work or go get a, um, don't worry about a college education. Go and get a, a trade school thing. Work on air conditioners and fridges. And, and I've said those things. And that's that's fine. But... I think it'll be hard for some of those jobs to obviously go to robots, right? Um, the problem is, is people that are, if you're, if you're 35 years old or older, like I said, none, none of this is going to happen tomorrow. We're probably talking 10 years down the road at the earliest. So if you're 35, now you're 45. If you're 50, now you're 60. If I'm I'm 50, 60, I'll be like, whatever, fuck it, I don't care. You know? But if you're 35, you'll be 45. Or if you're 25 and you'll be 35, you got a long ways to go. you got to start thinking of that. we got to quit living in the now. we got to look at the future because it's coming. And unfortunately, <laughs> there's a very small percentage of us that don't want to deal with this bullshit. You know, even if you just take the number of people that didn't get vaccinated. Just, let's take those people, for example. And I'm not discluding anyone that's listening to that, to this show, that had gotten vaccinated for whatever reason. You had to get vaccinated, let's say. But the ones that were staunch and say, I'm not getting that shot. I don't trust it. You people, me, people that I know that said these things, we are the ones, but we're a small minority. I mean, in this country, you're only talking 20-something percent. That's not a lot of people. You're only talking roughly 60-some-odd, 65 million people. That sounds like a lot, but you're talking 270-something others that uh that said uh that said uh stuff <laughs> they said yeah i'm gonna go ahead and do it so those are gonna be the same people that say oh this Neuralink sounds like a pretty good idea oh getting reskilled and learning how to sit on my fat asses sounds like a good idea oh yeah i'm i want to physically work <laughs> I can just sit here and control this machine? Cool. The problem is with that is when are they going to replace you with someone to, to, not someone, but something to run the machine. They're going to have machines running machines. This is just step. This is like phase technology. And they're going to phase you out. So, anywho, a couple of quick hits as we end the show, guys. Today is May 31st. And what does that mean? Tomorrow is June 1st. What does that mean? Well, I just want to touch on this real quick. I didn't want to make the whole show about Pride Month. But just know 
the shit that we've seen this past month with, with well, I guess the past six weeks with Budweiser and then Target and Miller and maybe not so much Miller. That was more of a women, women are great type thing. It wasn't necessarily a gay thing or a transvestite thing. So I'll leave them out of it. But with Target and Kohl's and Budweiser, that's just the tip of the scale. I talked about this on the show the other day about the the DEI and the ESGs and all this shit. <laughs> These companies are going to triple down this month or tomorrow, June 1st, because it's Pride Month. So be ready. Like I said before, if you work for a company, whatever that company is and whoever it is, hell, Chick-fil-A's popped out. That That of all the companies of Target and Kohl's and Budweiser and whoever else, Nike and whatever, I'm like, whatever. Chick-fil-A now had a commercial come out with transvestites. Um, this is from a company who claims to base its roots around Christianity, but yet you're going to do this. So know this when I tell you <laughs> your your founders of whatever company's beliefs don't mean jack shit anymore. Your sales, you going or not going to Target or buying Budweiser or whatever, don't mean shit. Because I guarantee you, come June 1st, you're going to see a shit ton of gay type commercials, transvestite commercials, uh, rainbow flag waving commercials for every national company out there that has to deal with BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, and they have to worry about their ESG and their CEI and their DEI. These people don't give a fuck about you or your patronage. They don't care. They don't care. If a company like Chick-fil-A, who prides itself on being closed on Sunday because they're a Christian company, if that's their if that's their focus, they would not they would not have a commercial like that. I'm sorry, they wouldn't. So if they can lie to you, do you think Budweiser and Target and Coles and whoever else is gonna give two fucking shits about what you think? Uh, no. Just watch. If you work for a company who is nat who has is a nationally traded company on the stock market, more than likely, a percentage of your company is owned by BlackRock, State Street, or Vanguard. One of the three, if not all of the three, have a percentage of your company, depending on how big it is. I, if you don't believe me, look it up. You can go, whatever your company is, whoever you work for, if it's a nationally traded company on the stock exchange, believe me when I tell you, if you go to your company's website and look up who your major investors are, I guarantee you one of those three names, if not all three, are in your investment portfolio. Guarantee you. And it's not that they own 2% or 5%. They own 20 30 40% of that company, which means they have a pretty big say in what your company does. They might not own the company, but they have control. And they tell your company what to do. 
because without my 40% investment in your company, you might be shit up creek. So are you going to go ahead and fly the, fly the, the flag? Are you going to go ahead and decorate your packages with rainbows? Are you going to go ahead and put the transvestite on the can? Now, personally, I don't have a problem with gay people. You want to be gay, be gay. I don't care. I think the problem is when it comes to like Target and Kohl's and, and this stuff is when you're marketing towards children. You're not even giving them a chance. If if you're twenty, if you're eighteen plus years old and you want to wear a gay shirt and be gay and pff, cool, you do you. Leave my five year old out of it. Not that I have five year old, but you know what I'm saying. And that's part of this problem. That's part of this transhumanism, this fourth industrial revolution. Guys, we are we are in dangerous territory. And we we don't even know <laughs> what's about to hit us. We can talk about these things and we can say these things and I can read articles and I can tell you whatever. But no, if there was a first and a second and then a third industrial revolution, we're into the fourth. Believe that there's a fifth and then a sixth. And the further we get into the industrial revolutions of this world not necessarily this country but this world it's going to phase you out all right so with that being said guys today is may 31st 2023 be ready tomorrow starts it this isn't new gay pride month isn't new they didn't just start that this year it's, i think it's been going on for quite a little while but <laughs> i'm guaranteeing you when I come back on Friday to talk to you guys, it'll only be, what, the second day of June, and you'll be bombarded. And by the following week when I come back, it'll be even worse. Wherever you live, whatever state, whatever city, this is more of an American thing because obviously there's countries out there that don't believe in this stuff. You're going to have parades. You're going to have festivals. You're going to have all this stuff. And... uh just be ready because it's gonna they're gonna double down on this. This is it's gonna be interesting to see what June brings us. So, with that being said, guys, make sure you're following the show on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. If you can give us a five star if that app gives you the opportunity, and then share this with your friends. Follow us on social media if you're so inclined. Don't tread on America. And uh and don't tread on America.com. Check us out there. Other than that, guys, you have a great Wednesday. And I'll talk to you again on Friday.